staying in the NBA, crazy ending to the Mavs and Cavs game where Cavs forward Max Struess hit the uh, behind half-court buzzer beater to give Cleveland the win. Mad Dog, what do you think is the best way to win a sporting event in its final moment? You want to talk about a title now, correct? Well, we've seen Jordan beat Utah in the winner championship. We have obviously Mahomes beat San Francisco last play of the game. Yep. Uh, what I would love to see, and we've seen a game seven hockey, you know, in overtime, somebody scored. I'll tell you what I would love to see. How about a walk-off when you trail, not when the game's tied. Yep. When you trail. How about somebody down by a run in the ninth, game seven of a World Series, two out, and somebody hits a two on home and to win the, ch- to win the championship. There's only been two walk-off World Series home runs. Mazeroski in 60 against the Yankees, but the game was tied. That's the famous one. And Carter. And Joe Carter. I remember they led that series 3-2 right. when they hit it. How about if somebody gets up there in the bottom of the ninth inning, down by a run, two out, and it's game seven of the World Series, and somebody hits a two-run homer. Now, how nice, Joe. There you go against Mitch Williams, baby. Against the how good would that be in 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 from a sports standpoint? No, it, that would be fun. It, it, would, it would be phenomenal, no doubt. But when you look at Joe Carter and that home run, um, that's the greatest moment. I, I, I mean, it can't get any better than that. That just, I mean, it, that is insane to sit up there and to win a championship in the the World Series with a walk off home run. It doesn't get much. And they trailed in the, in the inning when he hit a home run. They had right. guys on base. And it was so much made of Mitch Williams. And, you know, they were trying to treat like he was wild thing. From, yeah. You know, you know, so one of the movies like the major leagues or something. You know, they tried to treat like that. And Joe Carter's like, let's do away with all that nonsense. That was quite I a home it. run. That was, nine, you remember that was 1993. Yeah, yeah. How about, how about a game seven game winner? Let's go to the NBA. Uh, the Celtics won their ninth straight last night as they beat the Embiidless Sixers 117 to 99. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combined for 60 points with the loss. The Sixers are just a half game out of the play-in tournament. Taking a look at the title odds following last night's action, the Celtics and Nuggets have the two best odds to take home the NBA title at plus 250, plus uh, 450 respectively with the Clippers as the next closest team in the West and the Bucks in the East. All right. Brian Windhorst back here with us. Stephen A., tell me this. Which team looks scarier at this point in the season? Are you fearing the Celtics or the Nuggets more? To me, it's, it's the Celtics. Okay. Um, I just think that, you know, we, we know what Denver can bring. We know they've got size. We know they've got greatness in Jokic. We know what Jamal Murray can do. We get all of that, and so you look at the level of production from the Michael Porter Juniors, the word Aaron Gordons of the world, and others. You know how formidable they are. They're the reigning defending champions for a reason. The flip side to all of that, however, is the Boston Celtics with Jason Tatum coming out to get something, a league MVP, an NBA championship, of course, Jalen Brown, the other. But the way they can barrage you with threes, the way they can explode, they shoot more threes, they attempt more threes, and obviously they make more threes than everybody else, even though they're not the highest percentage three-point shooting team in the game. 
I just think their explosiveness offensively because of their three-point shooting prowess is something that can't be ignored, coupled with the greatness of a Tatum and a Brown and Porzingis to a lesser degree in terms of his ability to hit perimeter shots at seven feet three. I would say the Boston Celtics. And let's not forget, defensively, they've got size at every position. You got Porzingis and Orford at the five. You look at Jason Tatum. He's not some, I mean, he's 6'9". You look at Jalen Brown. He's 6'7". You look at Drew Holiday and Derek Wright. They're a sizable backcourt, but also defend big time. And I think the combination of those two things, working for the Boston Celtics, makes them scary. Brian? Um, so... I think probably Jokic is the scariest player for coaches to, to scheme against because we have yet to see a scheme that can stop them. But I think the Boston Celtics are kind of flying under the radar because they've been drama-free and so many other teams are so bunched together. We haven't been paying attention to them, and we should. They are the number one offensive team in the league. They are the number two defensive team in the league. They are number one in getting up three-pointers, which is so important. They are number one in rebounding. They are top five in steals. They are top five in assists. They are going to win over 60 games. They are almost unbeatable at home. They are the NBA's best road team, which is going to get tested next week because they're going to play in Denver next Thursday. Should be a great contest to watch as they go on a West Coast trip. And so so they are they have everything their net rating which is the points per 100 possessions they outscore their opponents by over 10 a game that's the yep. threshold basically for greatness if you look at the teams in NBA history who outscore their opponents by 10 points per 100 possessions it's the who's who of all the great teams of all time they are there they're over two points per 100 possessions better than the team in second place which is the thunder by the way and that's huge in in, in that metric Everything about this Celtics team tells us they are in the midst of a dominating season. You know, last year, this is kind of what Denver did. They were great the whole year. They dominated the Western Conference. They had the number one seed for months on end that you couldn't touch them at home. And because there was so much attention on all that other stuff in the West, there was like a game and a half between second place and seventh place, and you got play-in teams making runs, we ignored them. Then they get to the playoffs. And they basically beat everybody over the head. They went 10 and uh, and 0 or 10 and 1 down the stretch of the playoffs, and just clearly were the best team. I I wonder if that's not what the Celtics are going to do. And I understand hesitancy because they've underwhelmed. They underwhelmed in the finals two years ago after they up 2-1, and they let the the Heat totally take them out. Um, you know, last year getting down 3-0 and losing Game Seven at home. I get why there's hesitancy, but guys, this team is awesome. Yeah, I'm going to take Denver. Now I don't like to bet. Because plus 450 is tricky. You don't, you don't like the bet? I, you know, at plus 450, you know why? You get to the Clippers. And they could lose that series. Celtics, I don't think there's anybody in the East who's going to beat them. So, from that standpoint, plus 250 is probably a little smarter bet. But remember, Boston's first loss at home this year was to who? It was to Denver. Mm-hmm. Denver's got Moxie. They got by far the best team. They got by far the best player in the NBA. Well, not by far, but he's the best player in the NBA in Jokic. Murray is tremendous, and I'll take Murray over Jalen Brown any any day of the week. And the Celtics have some scars. That franchise has some scars. I trust Denver more. I saw him on Sunday night against Golden State. They toyed with the Warriors, and the Warriors have been playing very well. They won going away. I'm, no, I don't, I don't think Denver is an historic team because I don't think they have a third-grade player. 
They got two great players, and that's it. And some of the historic teams, they got, multi, they got three, four great players. They don't have that. But until I see the Celtics go out there and erase some of these demons, which they have, including the coach, I'm going to take Denver to win the title. You, you mean including the coach? Well, I mean, that's a bad loss last year to Miami. He, he was down 3 0. Got you. Got wins you, got three you. straight. Then got he you. lose game seven by double digits at home. Mm. That is. Well, it. game seven, you got to remember, Jason Tatum got hurt in the first offensive play. They were going to lose that game anyway. They were getting. They were no, getting, no, no, no. They had won three straight. What do you mean they were going to uh, lose three? He they got were down 0 oh, three. Got hurt. Oh, no. They were down 0 oh, three. They, they were down 0 oh, three. three. And they tied. They won three straight. And right. the game seven was on their home court. What Correct. do you mean they were going to lose that game? Well, when did, when did Tatum get hurt in the game, Steve? In the first, like the first minute. He didn't play that whole game? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. When he got hurt, like the second or third no, he, to play the game? He, he came back and – no, he, he left the court. He came back and he came played. Back, he wasn't he – was, he, he didn't was, play he was well. Oh, it was bad. I, we don't – I, mean, I don't know. It wasn't my injury, but I don't know. He didn't – he did come back in the game. Jeez, I know he came and, back in the game. Was, I'm saying that he was hurt. He got hurt. Never, plus, yeah. plus the Celtics were very lucky in game six. White made the shot that forced the seventh game on the ball. They were outplayed by Miami. That's my point to you. Yeah, all right. But they were down 0-3. They won those two games. And that third game, game six in Miami, was a thrill. It came down to the wire that they wanted the buzzer. On a missed shot, White So what? It doesn't matter. The point is is that you you, you were down 0-3 and you won three straight. You can't say they were going to lose game seven. They, they lost by double digits. Miami was a better basketball team. Miami, I mean, everybody yes, thought they were. they were winning game seven, dog. Everybody thought they were winning game seven. Everybody thought they were winning game seven. But the Celtics have lost a million games at home in the last two years in the postseason. Stevie, you know that. Oh, come on. Milwaukee won game seven. They lose a Are you trying to tell me you're just assuming that Boston was going to lose after they came back from an 0-3 deficit? They've had a lot of opportunities and haven't gotten it done. It's fair. 0-3, and they tied up three games. But they're going to lose game seven. No, they're going to lose game seven. That was a weird series. You know that. I was in that locker room. Tell them. I was in that Celtics locker room in Miami after that Derek White putback. They thought they were winning game seven. That, That was a surprise to them the way it played out. I'll put it that way. No doubt. Yeah. I got to see more. I'm taking Jokic. Okay, but we're talking about scarier. Scarier right what now. What could be more scarier than Jokic in an NBA championship? When you're looking at the Celtics and how explosive they are, as Wendy highlighted, that's scary. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Before the meeting.
Now, I will say this. I will say this. Football is a bit different from the Tampa football players, helmets, yeah, equipment. Much more players. I, I, players. I, 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 I totally got that. But to, to see that crowd, which is obviously ex- excessively more than the basketball crowd was at Lawrence Joy Memorial Coliseum in, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, you do have a very valid point. That's a I strong thing. I have to be thing. honest. We had Jay Bills on the show. And I think you just swayed me. Yeah. Because when we talked about Caitlin Clark got hurt, Filipowski, listen, I, I went to a school where there's lots of court storming. We're used to winning in, in the University of Connecticut. But in all seriousness, you're 100% right. And yeah. I hate Duke anyway. So yeah. let's be wait, 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 wait. I you hope have JJ Reddick's one. You have to throw that in there. Well, well, I, I mean, come I on. I saw fellowship, you guys. Why it's a girl painting no, 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 Duke no, no, and no, Notre Dame. That, but that's a very valid point. That's a very valid point. Number two, and I love baseball, and I love Manfred. But why does baseball constantly have to stick their chin out, letting the Players Association smack them? Here it is. It's the end of February, and it's spring training, and you got, whether I like it or not, Otani hitting home runs. You got Soto with the Yankees. You got Soto with the Yankees. Everybody, it's a sort of a dead period in sports right now. The NBA is sort of in the clouds. The college basketball is a long way away from getting into March Madness. The football is just over. It's sort of a baseball spring training feel. And here's what baseball does. They make a deal with Nike for a billion dollars. That's $100 million a year. That's $3 million per owner. $30 million total. They let Nike make these uniforms. And they're see-throughs for crying out loud. And so the Players Association, look at these pants. They're all upset. They sweat. It's a see-through uniform. This is not the uniform you're looking at because we couldn't show them on TV. Oh, it was that it was that, it was that dangerous. And so the players were all upset with these pants that when they sweat, you're going to see everything here. Uh-huh. And so the Players Association gets all upset, and they would love bums that don't get along, take punches at Manford and the commissioner's <laughs> office because they make a deal with Nike. Nike likes to think out of the box. They created the All-Star Game uniform a couple years ago and everybody couldn't stand that either. And then they make these spring training uniforms and instead of talking about Otani and Soto and baseball, we're talking about what the players look like naked. It is absolutely ridiculous. Why does baseball continually put them 
themselves in these stupid little situations. And we saw that this week with this all for $30 million per owner. Because that's what the deal is. $100 billion, a billion dollars for 10 years. You add it up, it's $30 million in owner. That's nothing. That ball. Oh, I got a two. suggestion. Call Jerry Lorenzo, my guy, Fear of God, Adidas, took over for Yeezy. We'll get that straight. Good uh, fabrics, everything they Hold need. on. Are you accusing the commissioner of Major League Baseball for not caring if players are seen as you would say practically naked? Is that what you're saying? Essentially. Let's move on. Let's move on. You disagree with that? No, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I just don't want to say it again. Have you seen these pants? I have not. I have not seen them. I have not seen them. Are you sure? Are you, he said naked. Are you sure? I mean, you're going that far. The players are pulling on their hair. You think they're wise like it? I don't oh, want to be a part of this. Don't it look it at it me. It depends on where they're wearing the pants. May I Okay, okay, let's go. You don't like that one. I like it. How about Carolina and Tepper? Charging 4% ticket increase oh, for next year for the Panthers. Wow. I mean, you got son. Because they won some games? You got to be serious. You're not, you're not serious, are you? With this God-forbidden franchise that stinks, where you're firing head coaches, when you're telling everybody who to draft on draft day, including Young instead of C.J. Stroud. And I love Young, too, but that was a mistake. In a market that cares more about college basketball than the NFL, in a stadium that's a little old, and you're going to make them ante up 4% more. I don't, care, but I don't care what the percentage is. You should give them the games for free. And you're going to, even for exhibition games, you're going to make them pay for it. When you guys make a fortune, when the NFL prints money, and you're going to charge those poor Panther fans 4% more, 4%. That is a complete, utter disgrace. And for an owner who has absolutely no good PR, okay, that's the last thing you do to your fan base off a lousy year when you're throwing water in Jacksonville at the fans because you're upset that you lost the Jaguars. You know what? I got an idea to fix our problem. Let's charge them more money to see the garbage that we put on the field. That is a, I don't know who came up with that idea. You give them a discount off that kind of season, not a price increase. That's number three. I got to tell you something. This is a man that used to be a minority owner for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Considering the tradition, the stability, and everything associated with the Steelers franchise for you to become an owner in Carolina and the look and appear this in F this quickly, it's got to be alarming to the National Football League that they allow this man to own a team. It's a bad sign. And you charge more money when they won one game? Okay. Well, you agree with me on this? Welcome to America. Well, yeah, you're right. All right here's number I four. care about the people and the fans. I want them to be able to afford to go to the game. These two don't have to deal with these issues. Don't don't put me in the same category as either of you. You're talking about potatoes, limos no. to privates, airports. Oh, yes, Mr. Smith, come in. Yes, Ms. Quarum, come in. Carum. Wh- whatever. Carum. Oh, he said Quarum. He said Quarum. He said Quarum, <laughs> and then he said Quirum. whatever. Quarum. 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 You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You what would you like for your? What would you like? What would you like for your adverb, Mr. Smith? What kind of cocktail would you like on all those little pl- flights? And then if you think he's taking Southwest, no, back of the plane. Delta. Uh, nonsense. JetBlue. Nonsense. You United. are such a phony. United. You're a I took, phony. I took JetBlue last night. Anyway, I got caught in a disaster. You know me. I'm a man of the people. So really? I was down at a Hotel 6 in West Palm, 
and a plain little gal. That's motel how I get the little sex? tamp. You don't yeah. even know how to make the joke because you've never exactly. been to one. It's called Thank the you. Motel Six. Motel, what I say. Uh -huh. Motel Six. Oh, okay. uh -huh. Whatever it is, you I get the idea. Uh -huh. The hotel is $99 a night. That's okay. what you get the okay. idea. Yeah. Anyway, so I got on a plane. I got to the airport Sunday, and I got on a plane on a Delta. It was jammed. You know, the whole thing with the tuna sandwiches and bring the coffee on, and they bring all this luggage on. You got to put it on the compartment. Disaster. I had things to do when I got home. I had been away. I got to prepare for these guys. So we get on to a taxing scenario on a Delta 737. You can look it up. Last Sunday at 1240, the PBI airport to Kennedy. And the pilot taxis off, and this is 30 minutes now. We're a little late. He says, I got to abort the taxing. What? I'm back in the plane. Uh, I want to get that. Uh, the plane is jammed. Yeah, somebody is in the bathroom. It's against the rules to go through a runway scenario when somebody's in the bathroom. Now, hold on now. We sat at the gate for hours. Go use the facilities. So somebody's in the bathroom. He aborts the taxiing. He stands on the side of the runway. We lose our slot. You know, the slotting when you take yes. off. Okay, you just can't, all right, take yeah. a 10-minute break and yeah. then take off. It's a slot! You have to call Delta. You got to call Kennedy. You got to call the Tower of PBI. We were hours late because somebody had to take a pee in the middle of my flight home from West Palm Beach. Now. When can I ask follow-up I questions? can't afford it. I can't afford the way these two travel here. I have to go out there and do the things that you guys have to do. But if you see Christopher Russo at a gate at an airport near you soon, go use the restrooms, get your Coca-Cola, go eat your sandwiches, don't do what you gotta take your little volume if that's what it means. Do what you have to do. Put your headsets on. When you get on the plane, put your fanny in the seat and don't move until we land. Okay, can, that I, is number can four. I ask one question? That is a true Wait, story. Wait, can I ask one question? When the person's in the bathroom, did they go over like the loudspeaker and say like, hey, you have to get No, you got the people looking at the seats. That's what they stewards are for. Yeah, but why don't they knock on the door and say to the woman or man like, hey, well, you got to get out. Like, give Because them you're in a tent. You can't have the steward get out of his seat. They're in a they're taxiing. Everybody's locked in. So the pilot comes on and says, we have to abort because we got somebody taking a pee in the bathroom. But it's like a slow When you're taxiing, when you get ready to take off, when you get ready to land. That's right. When you're taxiing, when you get ready to take off, or you're right before you land, you cannot move. You got to be in your seat. Yeah, but couldn't they talking. say to the it's, person, like, get out of the bathroom? And they they didn't know who the person was. It was somebody in 33 yeah, seconds. but you make what an announcement. What do you think? No, Joe Johnson, no, could you no, please leave? No, that's not the subject. No, no, you make it. One second. You make an announcement, and you say, passengers, get back in your seats, and then they They did that, but we got to wait for the passenger to get in the seat, and you lose your we, slot with the plane, and to, you have to go on the side, and you got to start all over let again. Me, let me get Which to means I got inconvenience. Okay, he got inconvenience. Let me help you out here to end this segment. This man that keeps bringing up private jets and stuff like that, I will remind you, the first private jet I took this year was because he placed a call to a private jet company to get me on a plane so I wouldn't have to be stuck in the airport. He had those kind of connections. How does he have those kind of connections Big if he doesn't use them? Yeah. Of course he uses Big them. Time. Liar.
By the Let's way, I'm on. sorry. I know you have another vacation next week. I'm sorry. And he's flying private. I'm sorry. And he's flying private to it. Caribbean. No, I'm not. I'm yes, sorry you are. that you're. 887 hey, Delta, hey, 9 a.m. Hey, Sunday morning. I'm sorry that your boys trip, golf trip didn't work out. Maybe your Caribbean romantic trip, things will go smoother when you fly private. By the way, speaking of that, a JSX, someone connect me to them. Yeah, Westchester, that's the best. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back into First Take. Mel Kuyper Jr. It's that time of year. You know, I love it. Has released his mock draft 2.0 with Caleb Williams remaining as the number one overall pick to Chicago, followed by two more quarterbacks in Jaden Daniels to Washington, Drake May to New England. Kuyper has those three as the only quarterbacks taken in his top ten. Now, here's Bears GM polls on the comparisons between Caleb Williams and Patrick Mahomes. There's pieces that are similar. Uh, obviously, the one that stands out to everyone is just different arm angles. Um, that's a unique trait. Not a lot of guys um, can do that. Uh, I give Jeff King, um, who's on my team, credit. He, he painted a picture of, you know, there's two types of quarterbacks. There's artists and then there's surgeons. Um, so within that group, you can kind of see who's the artist create, that's really creative, um, doesn't draw within the lines where there's more of surgeons who are, you know, like your typical, like the Brady's and Peyton's. So um, you kind of branch them out on those buckets and go from there. So that's where they're, they're similar. Oh, look who it is. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Mel Kuyper Jr. Mel, do you know that one of my favorite events ever is the NFL draft? I don't know when we call that a sport, but I just love it. Really? It's so fun. Yes, I absolutely love it. I feel that way about the first round. Yeah. The first round is great. It's a shit after that. Stephen A. You know, Sir, I'm, ready, I'm ready to go back and watch Mel Kuyper on TV. Stephen, when I host, do you feel like more surgeon or artist when, you know, I'm conducting the show here next to you? It depends on which segment. I actually am both. Oh. I just feel like, you know, I'm... I'm it's, it's, oh, I was asking I'm, about I'm, me. I didn't know. Oh, you? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Mel, <laughs> um, big shoes to fill here, this comparison. What traits about Caleb Williams remind you of Patrick Mahomes? That's major. 
First of all, I hate these comps. They create unrealistic expectations. Patrick Mahomes, nobody knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be that great when he came out. Mitchell Trubisky went ahead of him. So all this notion about Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, they were all hated on when they came into the draft. And now they're great and everybody wants comps to them. Uh, forget the comps. Uh, uh, you can go back to Caleb. I watched him play high school football at Gonzaga. He can make plays when everything breaks down. He can do some unbelievable things on the football field. But I think when you look at Caleb going into the NFL, the Mahomes comparisons are going to think immediately he's going to be a rookie that's going to star in this league, and that's not going to happen right away. But I think the Chicago Bears have to say, do we get a haul in return, or do we just get an offer that's just okay? Unless you get a haul, you have to take Caleb Williams number one overall. All right, um, Mel, let's break down Daniels and May. Is it close with the next two QBs where Washington will have a decision to make? Or in your eyes, is the LSU quarterback infinitely better than May from North Carolina? I think right now, Christopher, it's, it's Jaden Daniels, number two overall to the Washington Commanders. I think what he did this year in terms of the balancing act, people say, well, you got to be aggressive. When you're aggressive, do you make mistakes? He was aggressive, and he didn't make mistakes. He didn't fumble the ball when he was running. He didn't throw interceptions. He played against great defenses, and Nick Saban over the last two years, and he lit that Alabama defense up two years in a row. And he took his game this year to a completely different level, same as Joe Burrow did at LSU. He was good his first year, not great. He was great the second year. Same thing with Jaden. So while Jaden comes in with all that momentum, right, perfect for today's NFL, he draws comps to Lamar Jackson. Herm Edwards says he's Randall Cunningham. I'll take both, right? Drake May did not have great momentum down the stretch. He had three games that left you kind of scratching your head. He had a really good 2022, lost his coordinator, lost his top receiver. Excuses you can't make for a college quarterback. Some of the layups, the easy throws, he wasn't accurate and precise with. That's why Jaden Daniels is a second quarterback, and Drake May goes three overall. You know, Mel, I want to throw this question about you because I'm just curious because when I think about the greatness of C.J. Stroud and what we've been seeing from him in Houston last season, and then I see how Bryce Young struggled or whatever, you know, I remember standing next to Bryce Young right before the Super Bowl in Arizona and looking at how small he was. I want you to dissect for me. I'm thinking about a Jaden Daniels. He's a bit taller. He's listed like at 6'3", 180 plus, but a Caleb Williams is listed like 6'1", but near 220 pounds. I want to know how much should that factor into the equation when we're looking at quarterbacks, considering how much we see size factor into the equation on the NFL level. I think once Russell Wilson did what he did, Stephen A., I don't think it mattered anymore. I think what Bryce Young will do possibly, and people are going to beat him up for this year, he got beat up. He was sacked more than anybody else. And guess what? For his size, the one great positive for Bryce Young, he came out of the year healthy. And he didn't get injured. Will Levis got beat up and then missed the game. You think about you know, Bryce Young, protect him, get some better receivers, and then we can evaluate Bryce Young. It's still to be determined what kind of quarterback he will be. Stroud went to a team that had the infrastructure. And he bottled that Georgia game. We said, could he bottle that game and take it into the NFL? He did. But I think in terms of where we are right now with Jaden Daniels, he's put weight on. Okay, but he's still kind of the splendid splinter. And he is in that 6'3", 6'4", range. I, you know, to me, is he 205? He's going to be around that range. That's what Bryce Young, Young was, a manufactured 206. What's he play at? Probably 190, 195. So for Jaden, I don't think it matters what he does on the football field. 
speaks volumes. And he did it against SEC teams. He did it running. He did it throwing. And he did it consistently week in and week out. When his defense couldn't stop anybody and he had to take his team down the field and bring them back in the third, fourth quarter again, the second yeah. half, he did that. So for Jade, there's, there's no, there was no hiccups. There was no red flags. There was no, well, this game bothers me. This quarter, there was none of that. That's why he goes two, I believe, and Drake May goes three. All right, uh, let's get off that for a second, Mel. Here's one I just thought of. You got nine offensive linemen here in the first round picked. I I think I counted right, nine. So it's a good offensive line draft. The Jets need three offensive linemen. They just cut Tomlinson there the other day. And they're at 10, and you have the Jets drafting Bowers, the tight end, the the humongous person who's great from Georgia. Are you saying the Jets draft Bowers because they have to, he's so good? Or you're saying that the offensive lineman that the Jets really like is going to be drafted like a Joe Alt from Notre Dame before them so they can't get him? Jets no offensive line at 10. That's That's the thing. I'm with you. They need offensive line help, multiple. But I think when you you can't force it, and the Brock Bowers for Aaron Rodgers would be special. You say, well, he's a tight end. He's he's a receiving entity. He's not a tight end. He's an H-back, fullback, wide receiver, slot. He can do anything. You can move him around, and he is going to be a receiving entity. They needed opposite Garrett Wilson to help out Garrett Wilson, right? So you think about the O-line. If a J.C. Latham, I have him going five to the Chargers. I have Joe Alt going seven to Tennessee who could not protect Will Levis at all. It was Ole block after Ole block, and Will Levis held up really well. Now, I thought a really good rookie year and shows promise moving forward to the point where he's their quarterback. So I think for the Jets, if the right guy's there, yeah. If, if a if a Alt or a Latham slides down there, Olu at Penn State is in the mix, certainly. But I think Bowers, I've had five and 1.0. Roman comes in as the coordinator. You go away from Bowers at five, right? So that gets Bowers down to that 9-10 spot, the Chicago or the Jets. I think he's too good to pass up. I think Brock Bowers for that offense for Aaron Rodgers overrides the offensive line, which you can help in free agency, and you have other draft picks beyond the first round. Mo Kuyper, it's you, so I'm not not fearful of of asking you any question because you can answer anything when it comes to football. I'm going to put you on the spot here. You got Caleb Williams going number one. It's one thing to sit up there and project that the Chicago Bears are going to move on from Justin Fields and draft him number one, which is what your mock draft is suggesting. I want to know, is that something you believe should happen, number one? Should they draft Caleb Williams as opposed to keeping Justin Fields? And if Justin Fields were to move on, where does Mel Kuyper Jr., based on his football analysis of what he's seen from Justin Fields, believe is the perfect landing spot for Fields in the event that he's going from Chicago? Yeah, a lot to unpack there, Steve. I'll be quick on this. I've said all along, if it's a push situation, you draft Caleb, you reset the clock, and you trade Justin Fields. If they feel that, hey, we're good with Justin Fields and we get a haul in return, so it's not push anymore, it's a haul, then you could think seriously about keeping Justin and trading that number one pick. Unless it's that bonanza of a trade, I think you reset the clock. I like Justin Fields. I had him the second highest rated quarterback when he came out. He had a lot of detractors. He's shown well. He can maybe be in that tier after Patrick Mahomes, right? He can be. So can Caleb. 
I think there's a chance that both these quarterbacks are in that second tier, which means a team that trades. And you said, who could? I'm Atlanta all the way. Grew up there, went to Georgia before Ohio State. Atlanta has nothing. They need a Justin Fields. If you put Justin Fields in that division and the NFC, look out. They have players around them. They've been drafting weapons all along from Drake London to Pitts to Bijan. Are you kidding me? Now you go get Justin Fields for a two and a four? That's all it's going to take? Uh, yeah, you got to pay him, but hey, it's worth it if he's really good. You got to pay all these quarterbacks that they're good. You expect them to be good if you make that trade. So if I'm Atlanta and the Bears are willing to make that deal and they go away from, from Justin Fields and want to trade him and they take Caleb, I'm trading Justin Fields. I'm in the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. I'm making that deal today for a second and fourth round. I was pick. hoping you said Pittsburgh. But that's a story for another day. All right, yeah. the well, I was hoping we were going to talk about the New York Giants and what's happening with us. So Why? good for you. Why? Um, <laughs> thanks, Mel. We'll be Saquon talking to you a lot. Bag of chips. Well, we might not have Saquon. That's right. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Ooh, notable American tennis player Francis Tiafo had this to say via Sky Sports on comparing tennis to other sports. Quote, Tennis is the hardest sport in the world. The ball's very small. Hand-eye coordination has to be very good. And there's no clock. It's not a time sport. It's just you. Mad Dog? Listen, I play tennis and I love Francis. I play tennis too. And you're an excellent athlete. It's not the hardest sport to play. Well, it's very mental. That's not physicality. Get to your list. I have a good list for you. Now, again, I played all these sports. I was a big high school athlete, scholarships to college. I wanted to be a broadcaster. I passed. So every sport you see here is almost personal for yours, Julie. Number five, football. Physicality, the speed, the agility, the quickness, how fast the game is. You have to want to be hit. That is a very difficult thing to overcome. To be a football player and to be a good one, that is a very difficult, in all the positions. Yes, weight and size. Pause. What's the matter? Pause. I haven't gotten started yet. Can I get, you have gotten started, you got to number five. Can I get a little more energy? Hey, well, Can I more. get a little more? Whoa. More energy. I'm asking you for more Whoa. energy. Oh, my God. I, 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 Whoa. I just want to number five is football. Football because, you know, these sports are personal to me. Number five is football. No. Where's my energy? All right. Number Give four. Give it to me. What? Thank you. This is an impossible sport to play because it's a, it requires finesse and ability to skate and all those things. Don't laugh. Curling. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Mad Dog, I don't even know what that is. Oh, my God. That's when you play. Oh my what God. even it's, is that? It's no. like it's, it's shuffleboard no. on ice. No. It's shuffleboard on ice. Oh this my sport goodness. is it's an Olympic sport, which is something. Here it is. No. That's curling. Like what? That, oh the practice really? that it takes. And the fact you gotta you gotta keep the size. Look at the big crowd. That is oh a, it's a disc, that Lord. is a hard sport. Oh. 
Curling, you've never curled. How do yes, you know I it's have. hard? I told you, get on these sports. You curled? Yes, I have. Where did you curl? Tell me right now. I'll call your wife. I'll FaceTime her on national TV. Yes. And I'm going to have yes. her tell me when what. When I curl. Give me your phone. Cool. You know I got a number. In being cool. You know I got a number. FaceTime her right now. Keep going. FaceTime her, Steve. All right, number three. FaceTime her. You know I'm right, Steve. I got to hustle. Number three. This, this is going to be awkward like, for you when America hears tennis. you lied. Tennis is an impossible sport it's tough. to play. It's tough. The physicality, yeah. the bending, yeah. big gumby, yeah. backhands, yeah. forehands, serve, running around in the heat. In the heat. Oh, in the heat. You don't see anybody out of shape playing tennis. Okay? I play it. There you go. Perfect look. I play it. I've been good forever at it. I, again, a high school All-American. No question about it. That is number three. There's no issues there. Number two. <sighs> golf. Golf's impossible. You know how hard it is to play golf? All the components, driving, sand wedge, putting, short game, iron play, three woods, off the deck. And it is, listen, it's a skill more than a sport. There is nothing harder than hitting a golf ball. And there is nothing harder than scoring well on a championship golf course. I know better than anybody, and I'm a two-handicap. That is as tough a sport as you're ever going to see. I can't make it number one, but it's number two. Golf. I know you can be 50 when you play it, and you can be fat. You can be fat, like fat Robin Rapid. Wow. But as far as the actual playing the sport Overweight by spicer. far. It's number two. And then finally, number one, hitting a baseball. Hitting a baseball with the hand-eye coordination mm. is by far the most difficult thing to do. It's hard. I hit 360 in high school, That's hard. and I didn't get a scholarship you know anywhere. What? That's how hard it is. I tried to that play softball, and I was horrific. That's let, why I stuck with tennis. Let me That's say hard. this to you. Let me say this I to you. I need your phone. You lost me with curling. You just lost me. I mean, the list is straight trash because of curling. You're telling me curling. Yes, it's it, hard. Could, could you put up rugby? Could you put up MMA? Rugby's all MMA, MMA fighting people. Boxing? Excuse me. You're going to put curling? That is embarrassing. That is no, disgraceful. No, it's not. That's horrible. I have no problem with baseball. I have no problem with baseball. I have no problem with golf. I would put football higher. But let me, rugby, MMA, boxing. MMA. I would never, that's right. But in a cage, mixed kick martial arts. Mixed martial arts. Listen, everything. Everything comes with it, okay? That's it's, for, it's certain. You, you don't can't have any curling. idea. Have you ever played it? That's it. Uh, really? Have you ever played it? Have you ever seen it? What the hell are you doing? As far as I'm concerned, you're a construction worker. You should know how to, you should know how to play curling. You play, you know, you're please. Do you know what you're doing? Let me think about skiing. Soccer. How about what soccer? About, what about skiing? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on, hold on. No, no, you're, you're what ridiculous. About, excuse me. They, they don't run back on defense. What about skiing? I thought of skiing. Skiing's hard. But I like curling better because Where it's the best thing. Where's your cell phone? But, cur but, cur right but curling is less, it's, it's more finesse. Steven, Mad Dog. You, the you, skiing? When you go to L.A. Bob sledding, how about Hold that? Do you go to L.A., yeah. you, you, do you play with the with the older folks with the shuffleboard in the back? No, I don't. Oh my God. And I guarantee if you did, you were lousy. Throw in some skates and Mad ice. Dog. Oh my Mad you dog. How about ice skating? Shh, shh, look at me. I need attention. How about ice skating? Eye contact. Shh, excuse me. Excuse me. Curling, you're doing excuse two different me. things. Look at me. You're going to say on national TV. I just did. No, curling. no. You look at me. You've curled before. Yes, I have. Really? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting your phone. I've I don't know where it is. I and I'm said I played all these where, sports. Where did you curl? He eats gummies Vancouver, for lunch and dinner. I would have played past '94 Stanley Cup Final Rangers. I went to a curling clinic and I learned how to curl. Oh my for what? Lord. Your, your radio show? You went to a curling. I had all this dead time.
time I was not doing TV then. I can't, I can't you deal with went to a curling class in Vancouver. Rangers come By the way, out. One last, one last quick Columbia. point. That's one a last fact. quick point. Yes. One last quick point. What you described about baseball, I would remind you that long before the steroids era, Barry Bonds was exceptional at doing that. Hand-eye coordination, stolen bases, base hits, home runs, everything. Just you, just as far as I'm concerned, made this case as to why he should still be in the why he should be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds. I'd like to play you in tennis, just one set. That's what I'm saying. Now, I'm much better than our picture shows. Well, I would like to. Uh, curling. Curling. Curling on first take. We've done it all. Thing. We've yeah. done it all now. I had Roger. I our audience. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Since you're such an expert in curling, mm -hmm. I've got a little trivia question yeah, for go ahead. you here. Uh, which country won the men's gold medal at the 2022 Olympics in curling? Just two years ago. Canada. What did you say? Canada. Right? Sweden. Oh, Sweden won. Well, Canada won a Sweden. Canada won the silver. Low-hanging fruit. You just threw out a random thing so you know where they play hockey and stuff. You know history from 50, 60 years ago, 100 years ago. But just two years ago, you didn't know uh, about curling. Uh, like Which you introduced a, the first take audience. All silver. of a sudden, you Canada can't find your phone. Oh, I forgot it. Mm -hmm. My phone's not here. Sketch. My phone's not here. Sketch. Yeah, you didn't know. You know it's number two. You're lying about curling. No, I didn't. You're lying. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.